Hello and welcome to episode two of Six Minute Counselor. I'm your host, Gary Hominick, and I'm a licensed professional counselor. Today we're going to talk about the topic of getting help. This is such a huge one, and I cannot tell you how many times I've spoken to people who have said, I wish I did it sooner. So uh, before we jump into it, I like my statistics, so I'll go over a few statistics about just getting help. So this one was from uh, a study in 2019. Uh, over five, uh, sorry, 50 million adults had a mental illness, but less than half were receiving mental health services within the past years. Females get services um, at about 50% versus men at 37. Only about 39% of people with mental illness between the ages of 18 and 25 get help. Uh, 45 between 26 and 49, and 47 of those 50 and up. So less than half which is that that's I think that's concerning and I think that's disheartening. So why aren't people getting help? So we'll go through a couple of reasons. The first one is stigma. Stigma is defined as a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality or person. So for mental health, the belief the belief that you're bad, you're broken, you're just not good uh, and everyone else is doing it but you. So with this one, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people who say I get migraines and I get migraines when I feel stressed or I feel anxious. I haven't heard too much of a stigma around migraines, but it's something that can be affected by your emotional health. And so why is it that migraines are fine, great, let's get treatment, let's take this, let's uh, do this, but mental health is not. And that goes for a lot of different medical issues. Another reason people don't get help is a lack of, not lack of resources, but a lack of awareness of resources. As someone who's worked in this field, has worked in a community mental health center in private practice, resources are out there. But it may take a little digging. And sometimes when people say, how do I find a counselor? It may just be a simple Google search. If you're looking for a counselor or therapist, look them up on Psychology Today. Do a search and you'll find a slew of people uh, with various different ways to pay. That goes to my next one, financial reasons. Therapy definitely can get expensive. I want to be sensitive, sensitive to that. And so if there is a financial reason that you're not seeking out therapy, look into churches. There are places that have interns and practicum students that do therapy. Like I mentioned, I worked at a community mental health center where a lot of the clients that were, uh, were getting services there were low or no income. Uh, places that take insurance, and then a lot of therapists either take sliding scale or have a certain number of clients they'll take for sliding scale. So do your research if financial reasons uh, are, are that thing that's stopping you. The other thing is the belief that it's my fault. I'm just a bad person. So I always use, use this example. If you had 100 kids and they grew up in an enriched environment, a home where they felt love, support, uh, they didn't have to wonder where dinner was coming from. They, uh, their parents had the ability to you know, come see them in their extracurriculars. Basically a good environment versus 100 kids who grew up in an impoverished environment. Uh, a mom and or dad who maybe had a drinking problem, who weren't emotionally there. Uh, the kids were in, you know, victims of enmeshment, abuse. Are we so surprised that that second group of kids are more likely to turn to uh, unhealthy coping skills, maybe substance use, depression, anxiety, suicidality than the first hundred? No, of course not. 
And so a lot of this comes from, you know, the environment that you were, you were raised in, the environment that you, you have around you and the messages that it's telling you. And I'll touch on that here in a little bit. And so some facts about mental health. There is a biological, biological component. There's a really, really good TED Talk by Dr. Nadine Burke-Harris that talks about adverse childhood experiences. I highly recommend you checking it out. Uh, do a Google search on depression brain scans. It'll show how parts of the brains light up more or less in a depressed brain versus a non-depressed brain. And then trauma affects the brain. Oh my goodness, I could probably do three or four episodes just on how trauma affects the brain, uh, but it does have a physical impact on how the brain works. Um, and then some, some symptoms may be easy, easily explained by a lack of knowledge. You know, uh, I'm feeling this. Yeah, that's normal. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it's normal to feel this or experience this when this happens. Yeah, that's normal to feel sad when your dog dies. You're not depressed, you're sad. And so making sure you are operating from a good level of accurate knowledge. And so if you've got a friend, family member, someone you know that you think might be struggling, here's how to approach them. Be curious and non-judgmental. Avoid things like just get over it. Uh, it's been long enough. Why, why can't you just be better? Ask them questions. Don't judge them. Um, try not to give them answers or answers too quickly. They may not be in a space where they want to hear it. They may just want to talk to somebody. Don't force anyone to talk. If they don't want to talk, I always say, okay, I want to respect that. I'm here for you when you want to talk if you would like to. And then one good way I do with a lot of people is I flip the script. So I would ask them, as my friend, what would you tell me to do if I approached you about mental health concerns? Most people would say, please go get help. So I'll finish with a story about a, a player that I coached several years ago. We'll call her Sarah, not a real name. Sarah approached me and said, Coach Gary, my mom thinks I need to go to counseling. Doesn't that mean that I'm broken? And my response was not what she was looking for. I said, Sarah, you've got some pretty serious anger issues towards your biological father. Yes, there's some brokenness in that. But being broken isn't a problem. Being broken and not getting help is. And so I normalized it for her. I said, yeah, that's normal that you have some issues, some, some anger at your biological father for some of the things that he's done. Get some help. That doesn't make you a bad person. In fact, I think it makes you a healthy and mature person to have the ability to say, I need some help. And so what are some things you do to address your mental health? Hop on over to my Facebook page and let me know. And as always, please tell your friends about the podcast. And now the disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional mental health diagnosis or treatment. If you have serious concerns about your mental health, please speak with a mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your mental health. Thank you for listening.